Welcome to Super House, and once again, I am Ben Juan, the man who knows too much about Batman, and I'm joined by my co-host. It is I, Andrew, and I'm here once again to talk about the bat with thee. <laughs> yes. So, and we have one more person joining us today, a very special guest of ours. So just to give him a proper introduction, in 2003, Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee created the character of Tommy Elliot also known as Hush. He's probably the most popular new Batman villain, single Batman villain, since then. Uh, since that time, there have been three actors to play Tommy Elliot in live action, but the only one who I actually wanted to see turn into Hush is the very first one who guest starred in Gotham Season 1, Episode 8, The Mask, and that is our guest today, actor Cole Vallis. Welcome to the podcast, Cole. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, yeah, man. Thank you. So, uh... Obviously, let's just get right to it. What led to you getting cast on Gotham as Tommy Elliot? Um, I mean, I've been acting uh, ever since the age of eight. Um, and I believe it was 2014 when Gotham came out. Um, so I was going around town, you know, doing auditions every other day. And, uh, you know, some auditions you prepare for more than others. And this one was actually one that I didn't prepare for as much um, because I had had three other auditions that day. So I was like running around and I was super stressed and. I think just kind of like the idea of not um, any pressure like added on to this was just just helped in the audition room. So I wasn't really nervous at all. And I went in and I, you know, I, I read for the role. I, uh, I did the, the scene when I was uh, uh, like confronting him uh, about uh, his parents. And we did that. And then they called me back and they said, hey, we'd like to have you on the, on the uh, show. And it was great. We did. Uh, another audition after that and met with some producers and then you know from then on I was on the show and I started to do more and more research about um, Tommy Elliott and Hush and how interesting of a character he actually is because um, previous to the show I had no uh, idea about Hush actually and <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's such a cool character that everyone really should because I feel like he should be a bigger character in the world in general just because of how um, much he relates to Bruce Absolutely. Uh, so you weren't familiar at all with this character? No, I wasn't. I had to do, like, I was like, who the heck is Tommy Elliott? And I was like, are they making this guy up? <laughs> do the producers come to you and be like, you're going to be the first, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to like you and hate you at all at the same time because you're the first to play this big character. Did you have any kind of break that producers sit you down and have this kind of discussion with you? Uh, there wasn't anything like that, but uh, the one thing that happened is they released my picture before uh, the episode came out, and they're like the newest villain, and they were like hyping me up a little bit, and uh, there was a bunch of people online like saying, "Oh, this kid's gonna be the Joker. Oh, he's got a, he's got the ugly smile like the Joker. That's him." <laughs> you got don't don't read the comments. It's man. Very flat. Do not read the comment <laughs> section. So that was my first taste of like internet comic se section, and uh, <laughs> you know you get it from that and. Mm -hmm. But everyone seemed to be really nice about the show. They all knew it was a character. Um, you know, everyone everyone seemed to like my rendition, you know, from what I got. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're also the first one to get uh, punched in the face by Bruce multiple times. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, not... Even if you weren't Tommy Elliott, that's still significant in the in the myth mythos of the show. In terms oh, of, like, yeah, when I'm 80 years old, I can't wait to tell my grandkids that I fought Batman. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's true, man. That's lucky. Yeah. That's good. So uh, what was your reaction then once you found out, like, oh, shit, this isn't just some random bully for one episode. This is actually a future rogues gallery villain. Like, yeah, this so um, they told me that... Uh, 
it was mainly just going to be one episode and with a possibility of maybe further episodes in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no type of, um, what's it called? Like guarantee that I would come back. Right. Um, so we did that first episode and we were, you know, we shot everything. And then by the end of it, they're like, Hey, we'll probably be calling you back. It looks like this character is going to do pretty well. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, then I actually ended up getting recasted, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later, <laughs> or not, depending on how much you can talk about that. But yeah, uh, <laughs> um, I continue if you have more. Yeah, so uh, I mean, going on set, like fighting Bruce was a, a pretty uh, big moment, and David, um, my co-star there, who plays Bruce Wayne, is mm-hmm. an amazing kid, awesome actor. Um, you know, it was interesting because I did have a stunt double that day but I didn't know the proper protocol on how to ask for a stunt double. Okay. There was a, there's one shot where my head goes right past the camera and I had to be, I had to like throw my head on the ground about four inches from the camera and I really wasn't comfortable doing it. Mm. Um, But I had no idea how to ask for my uh, stunt double and they kept, you know, my stunt double would come over and be like, you doing okay? Because I had the knee pads on. I had this whole thing. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know that was him asking, should I be doing the shot for you? Uh, so I ended up having to do all my own stunts, kind of like Tom Cruise. Wow. <laughs> um, even though it's not really huge stunts. It's just a, a little punch. But that was just something interesting to me that I learned that day about how to the proper protocol, you know, can I get a stunt double in the scene or, or not? Well, it is fascinating to because it's easy to forget. You know, it's just one when we watch the episode. It's just like one little scene. He punches you like two or three times, and then you're like, okay, and like we can't imagine that could have taken a lot of time. But in production, that actually would. I I imagine based off what you just told us, in terms of like you on knee pads so that you don't like hurt yourself when you fall down, all the stuff, the fake blood. I imagine like that was there's a lot that goes into it that we just don't think about as an audience. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we had three cameras shooting that day. Um, there were probably took about an hour and a half to two hours to shoot that scene. Um, you know, we go through every every scene a couple times, three, four times, and then move all the cameras. Um, I had gotten there. We were shooting near Central Park, and I had gotten there around 8 a.m. And they were like, hey, we're not sure if we're going to use you at around 10 a.m. or if we're going to have to use you later in the day at 4 p.m., depending on how the schedule turns out. I was like, okay. Good old production. <laughs> yeah exactly and i was uh i was sitting in my trailer and it was like noon and i was just like i was exhausted because we had uh, been filming late the night before so i would, i took a nap and i was in my outfit already for the costume you know the white shirt and all and uh mm-hmm. i fell asleep and the and one of the showrunners comes in and knocks on my door and is like hey we're ready for you and i said like, cool and i come out and my shirt's wrinkled from sleeping on it and they were all oh. upset <laughs> um, oh man yeah they were like oh no we got to get you to costume and now we're running late so costume is mad at me i'm in the middle of central park with no shirt on like walking the set <laughs> oh <laughs> like man 10 people around me ironing a shirt and i'm like oh god so that was a lesson to not fall asleep with my costume on <laughs> right i don't sound pre- very professional right now actually <laughs> Oh, I mean, you were, what, you were 14, 15 at the time? Yeah, I was uh, 14. I had just turned 14, like, that day. Yeah, we can't Oh, really? really? It was oh, your birthday. Oh, shit. I wow. didn't know that, too. Yeah. Happy you birthday. You got punched by Bruce Wayne <laughs> on your birthday. <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing experience. Good, good amazing. present, I'd say. <laughs> that, your, yeah. your, your stunt uh, double was uh, over 18, I take it? Yeah, uh, he was an adult man, um, maybe in his late 20s, early 30s. Okay. Interesting. But just a similar size to you. 
Yeah, similar size. They cut his hair the same way as me. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty interesting seeing him side by side. Yeah, that must be surreal. Double. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you get to interact much with uh, David or Sean Pertwee outside of the the scenes that you shot? Um, only during the scene, um, mostly because he, uh, Sean Pertwee was either shooting another scene um, that day, or um, oh. David actually had to go into tutoring um, at most points. Uh, so when you're when you're a student on set, you have to do tutoring um, on hours, uh, a certain amount of hours a day. So David, after he would the scene, would have to go straight to tutoring. Um, I hang with Sean Pertree a little bit during lunch. He's a super mm-hmm. cool guy. I mean, Seems he's like acting mm-hmm. royalty, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, just, it's just amazing to be yeah. around him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there anything in the episode that was cut out? I don't believe so. Put everything in there. All the punches. Yeah, all the punches were, were in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he got... He, I think they may have even added a few uh, to that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Is there is there a reason why you went out over the other actors? What did they say? The 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 casting director say you just get you get punched really well, or like did, I, get, I, I think I had a punchable face or something. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a common role for me to be uh, playing the uh, the snobby bully. So I get oh, you, typecasted you, in that a lot. You're all, you've already been typecast, you say? Oh yeah! Wow! Snobby bully is my role. Wow. So if you need it, you know, give me a call. <laughs> okay. Was that was that before Gotham or was it because of Gotham afterwards? They're just like, let's get this guy back as as another thing. It could be because of Gotham. Um, mm-hmm. I knew I went out for it a lot before that, um, but I started to get it more and more um, after Got that. It. Got it. I would imagine, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's just that's kind of par for the course with a lot of stuff in Hollywood, I guess. Yeah, yeah you just like you just gotta roll with the punches, you know. Um, <laughs> Literally, it, yeah. It's yeah. no, it, it's never just a about your acting style. It's about how you look. It's about your eye color. It's it's so many different things, you know. I, I learned to just brush it off my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of have to. Uh, so you you brought up like, hey, you, you know, we might bring you back and everything. You know, just to bring up my own opinion, I was actually pretty pissed when season four came along and it was, all due respect to the other actor, it was someone else as Tommy. And it wasn't anything like the Tommy that we met or anything like the Tommy in the comics. Seemed like there was no (laughs) point whatsoever in saying that that was Tommy Elliott. And I was looking forward to seeing more of you after that episode, or at least the fact that here was a future Rogues Gallery member who, unlike Riddler or Penguin or anybody like that, was like the same age as Bruce Wayne and was at his school. Like, you could have so many different stories about the development of this character and having him turn into in, into Hush. But, you know, I don't run Gotham, so whatever. Uh, but uh... Please talk shit about those producers now. <laughs> show's <laughs> over. Not show's you again. over. <laughs> Spit out so much venom. Current. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, but... Um... Uh, is there, I mean, if, if you're not allowed to talk about it, we can, we can edit this out, but, uh, is, uh, what, is there a story behind how come season four came around? You weren't, uh, were you not available? Like what happened there? Um, I'm not going to say too much about it. Um, just because that's their decision and, uh, what they want to do, but, uh, uh, he does bring, like Colbert does bring up a good point. They were brutal with the recasting with just about almost all the, like supporting characters who weren't already regulars on that show like there were three different poison ivies it was ridiculous hey everybody it's andrew i just wanted to tell you about our friend israel's retro gaming shop 
RetroCo. If you go to retro-ko.com, you'll be able to see all of his retro gaming goodies. If you wanted to get that Sega Saturn hidden gem from back in the day, or if you wanted to get the Famicom disc system that you never got as a kid, or any other type of retro game that you were into or uh, import game, please go to RetroCo.com. That's Retro-KO.com. And if you use the Superhouse code Johnson's Ballsack, you'll be able to get a little bit of a discount at checkout. So please, once again, if you could just go to RetroCo.com, you can also go to Facebook.com slash RetroCo with no hyphen. That's R-E-T-R-O-K-O. You'll be able to find him on Facebook as well. If you were looking for that PlayStation import game that you never got, if you were looking for that Mega Drive game that you never got, or any other kind of retro game, any import game, it could even be European. Israel also curates bundles at RetroCo, and he'll curate that bundle just for you. So please go check him out. If you put in the code Johnson's Ballsack at checkout, you'll receive a Superhouse discount. Yeah, it's it's nothing against them that I put that I hold against them. It's um, you know, it's their decision to do. You know, they're the one that put the money behind it. They have full rights to the show. Um, personally, it puts a little chip on my shoulder. It makes me want to be better. So I spun it around to a positive. You know. Right. Why do you have to be so gosh dang reasonable? <laughs> Obviously, he's the opposite to Tommy Elliott <laughs> in yeah. real life, everyone. Yeah. Uh, well, as a fan, I will say that they made the wrong decision, and they absolutely should have brought you back. And I even, um, if you're not you know, super familiar with us at Superhouse. Uh, we are uh, film school graduates ourselves. I uh, graduated with uh, studying screenwriting, and I did write a spec for Gotham at one point, which oh, yeah. had That's Bruce right. Wayne investigate the deaths of certain kids, and I wrote in your Tommy Elliot in a couple of the scenes in the spec where you guys played uh, chess, just like in the comic, because Bruce wanted information from your character and it was like it kind of ended in almost a stalemate sort of thing because uh bruce really just wanted the information he wasn't really interested in winning the game but tommy was obsessed of like beating like using his brains to beat him sort of thing especially as as a uh, comeback for getting punched in the face in that episode and then bruce once he gets the information that tommy slips out bruce just leaves the chessboard and tommy's like wait come back and then that was the end of the, the scene but uh would have loved to have seen you do that obviously spec it's a spec script so like usually they don't make those but uh it is that's how much of i was invested in seeing more of hush because i just was fascinated with this idea of seeing more and more development of what happened after that episode wonderful man that means a lot thank you oh, no problem <laughs> do you still keep in touch with anybody uh from gotham like david mazus uh i don't really keep in touch with anybody too much um there was a female actress that played um, a police officer. I'm, oh, man, I'm blanking on her name right now. Um, but I do keep in touch, touch with her a little bit. She's just She was just a friend before Gotham, so it wasn't... Oh, uh, Victoria Cartagena. So oh, okay. uh, I keep in touch with her a little bit. Um, so we've always been acquaintances. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really the only person. Nice. Did you meet on the show, or did you guys work on something else beforehand? Uh, we had met in acting classes before that, um, just oh, nice. friends of friends and, you know, working around the scene in New York. Um, mm -hmm. We actually never worked together on the show. 
Yeah, yeah. I was, okay, I was yeah, curious. I'm right. just like, well, wait a minute. How did that happen? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> Montoya never showed up at the school. So I'm like, oh, that would have been interesting. But yeah, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so right now I was looking at uh, your Instagram and uh, it says you're currently at MSU working to be a uh, working as a cinematographer. Is that correct me if I'm wrong on that? No, yeah, you're you're totally correct. Um, okay. uh, I'm at Montclair State University right now in New Jersey. Um, it's probably my last semester here uh, right now before I go out to work. Um, and yeah, I'm becoming a cinematographer, uh, director of photography, you know, working hard at it. Um, as, I, as acting started to slow down, I started to try and, you know, keep myself in the business somehow. <laughs> Smart. That's cool. Why, what cinematographers do you admire? I mean, you got the standard Deacons and whatnot. Is any anybody... Like yeah, that, Deacons. Um, Deacons, I love uh, Alfonso Cuarón. Uh-huh. Uh, there's also this uh, director, uh, Roy Anderson, who makes some pretty wonderful films. Okay. Um, yeah, I I love it all. I mean, I watched Birdman, and that's what really got me into this whole cinematography thing. Really interesting. Okay. Basically, I I was curious after Gotham or so. Now that you had were familiar with the Tommy Ellie character, did you explore more Batman stories? Do you have any favorite Batman stories? that you've read or seen movie wise, like do you, have you kept up with the character? That was kind of my question on this. Um, I know the character has been growing um, really fast since um, he's been on the show. Um, and that's a great thing to see. Um, I try to keep up with um, Batman and everything that, that he does, but it's just tough for me. I'm I, I, not a big, like I never really read comics as a kid. I never did all that. Um, but I've always like loved having just discussions about which superhero would win, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> and I will settle the discussion that Batman does beat Superman. Um, he does have <laughs> a piece of kryptonite in his utility belt. <laughs> you guys can look that one up. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I used to love all the old movies. I just went out to go see Joker. Um, you know, The Dark Knight Rises is one of the best films I think ever made. Um, so, you know, it's a great world... Wait, 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 wait. You like Rises more than the first two? Or did I you do. mean the... Wow, oh. interesting. Okay. That's not a, That's not the... Uh, that's not a, Since the Dark Knight response, is so popular, usually people uh, love that one. So, like, what is what is it about Rises that you love about that in terms of a movie-making perspective, in terms of acting perspective, both? Like, what's what uh, draws you to that one out of the three? Um, it... The acting is amazing, you know, with Heath Ledger and everybody, and uh, it's, it. I feel like it's the most real one. It's the most one that, like, hits home with uh, the average person, less of, like, a superhero element. And right. all of the morals that people have to deal with on a daily basis are shown in that movie. Um, you know, it's something we even watch in film school now to really teach us about morals. Yeah, it's, it's like one of the first films we watched, um, like, our freshman year in film school. Man, they're showing us like we wow. Andrew and I grad were we graduated or we were like towards the end out. of it. Yeah, we were towards the end of it when the movie came out, so we never really got that experience of people really talking about it outside of like I had I had one screenwriting class where a majority of the class was just discussing the movie, and that was like the first day of class because it was that summer that the movie had come out. So you when you're when you were like in school plays and shit when you were a kid or or did you say mother I shall become an actor like <laughs> how, did this, how did this how this come about actually well one thing that my parents always uh, made me and my brother do is just like try things 
So okay. every weekend it'd be like, hey, let's try this sport. Let's go do a dance class. Let's let's go try acting. And uh, acting was one of the things that just stuck with me. So I went to my first class at eight, and okay. uh, I love with it. I just started rolling it. You know, first first job at nine. You know, shooting like little commercials and doing some voiceover work. And you know, I just I just kept doing it. Kept loving it. Kept working at it. And uh, that's really how acting came. You know, I did I did the plays in school. Um, I just rewatched a tape of me doing Grease when I was in like the second grade. It was nice. pretty, quite funny. Um, you know, that's how it really all started. You know, just we just like to try things in my family and, you know, whatever sticks, sticks, not forced to do anything. Okay, that's cool. And you're you're from New Jersey, so you would probably go and audition mostly, I guess, exclusively in New York. Yeah. Uh, so it started off mostly just going to New York. And then as I started to get my name out there a little more and um, book some roles like Gotham, Madam Secretary and stuff. Um, they used to, I, I would send a lot of videotapes out to LA and, um, you know, try to get work out there too. Okay, cool. Uh, nice. So I think that's it in terms of the major questions. So we, yeah. Into, yeah. Do you have anything to, uh, plug? We found you through Instagram and we follow your Twitter. Uh, would you like to plug those things? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Hey everybody, uh, my name is Cole Vallis, and if you like to follow me on Instagram, uh, it's at colev5. Um, you can follow me there, and then Cole Vallis on Twitter. Uh, thanks so much, Superhouse Podcast. Everywhere you read, what you need, when you need it for Batman. <laughs> exactly. Damn, that was good. <laughs> we need to uh, <laughs> we need to uh, use that audio solid. I, I enjoyed that time. thoroughly. <laughs> Actually, I do. I do want to have like fans call fans. Please call in. Use the voice recorder <laughs> app on your phone, and then share that with to Superhouse Podcast at Gmail. Please send us a recording of you saying, like. I fucking love Superhouse, or you're now listening to Superhouse, or something like that. Well, we now have a Batman villain saying that uh, we that we're listening to Superhouse. So that's Can you say it as Hush now, bro? <laughs> yeah, let me. I'll do it again for you. I'll get it, I'll get it a little yes. better. Oh hell yeah! Hey, this is Cole Vallis, Tommy Elliot, and Hush from the TV. Oh, I messed up. Take two. It's, it's okay. <laughs> hey, this is Cole Vallis, Tommy Elliot, and Hush from the Fox TV show Gotham, and you're listening to Superhouse. Everything you need to know, Batman. Oh, that's so good. Woo! <laughs> Damn, that was good. You sure you still want to act anymore, man? <laughs> oh, I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. Just You you probably could do both. <laughs> yeah, he's doing both. Acting, cinematography. Are, are you talking about podcast stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, acting. Oh, acting okay. and cinematography, like yeah, doing yeah, both. Yeah. There's a few people at my work. I work in effects, Cole, uh, practical effects, and there's a few people that do some other things like, um, like writing and other things as well. People mm-hmm. double dip all the time in this industry, I guess. Yeah, I'm doing my best to keep that acting train going. <laughs> still auditioning, still working. Is there anything that you'd do differently uh, if you had more um, freedom with the Tommy Elliott role? Uh, and you know, is anything you wanted to add to Hush, or do you wanna you, you wanna put on the bandages someday, or <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, it would be awesome to put the bandages on. You know, come a different person every time as a plastic surgeon. Um, that would, that would be amazing, you know, come back to that role and play with it and get even more menacing than I already was. <laughs> you could own it like um, the Constantine guy. I forgot his name. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Start doing the voice acting in the uh, animated show. Uh, what did you think of, because, uh, like, there have been a couple other Tommy Elliott's in live action. Uh, Gabriel Mann was the uh, 
the Tommy Elliot of Batwoman. Did you have a chance to see that episode? I know that you uh, had heard the news because I saw that on your Twitter, but I don't know if you had a chance to see it yet. Uh, I haven't had a chance to see that one yet. Um, mm-hmm. I did see the one in season four of Gotham. Um, he did a great job as well. <laughs> but uh, I, I have to check out the Batwoman one. Uh, I've heard about it. I just haven't been able to go out and nice. see it yet. Nice. All right. All right. Well, if we ever have the opportunity to take over these DC films, I know who I'm getting to put on the bandages to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> awesome. All right, man. Thanks again. No worries. Awesome, man. You come out to L.A., uh, we'll be here. Wonderful. I might be out there soon. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Let's hang. Sweet, man. See you, man. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right, everybody. That was Cole Vallis, Tommy Elliott, the first one ever on live action screens. And our first Batman supervillain on the podcast. That's true, actually, yes. I mean, yes, he wasn't hush yet, but still. <laughs> I'd like to think that it, this is our first one. In the history of Superhouse, I'm usually the one that sets up the interviews, but Ben actually ha- hooked this one up. Thank you for doing that, Ben. Uh, yes, you're welcome. And uh, thanks again to Cole for coming up. This is why uh, this is why we love Instagram. <laughs> like, yeah. You can connect and tag. So many, so many times I'm surprised by who ends up liking the post after being tagged in. People are more open to coming on the podcast than you would imagine, than you yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know? Like, I feel like, I, I always felt like I'd be shut down by everybody, but it's only, I've only been shut down like a few times. And anyway, thank you, Cole. Yes. Hopefully Absolutely. he will play uh, Tommy Elliott again. That'd be kind of cool to kind of that would that be. Role. Or when he comes to LA, we can just do an unorthodox hush thing. <laughs> just <laughs> put him in bandages and just not say that do it's a, <laughs> Do a, yeah. <laughs> do a, a fan, fan film. Yeah, exactly. All right, everybody, I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. Please check out Ben heading up Superhouse Pod on Instagram. Yep. And, and I am uh, not only the Superhouse Pod Instagram, but I'm also Ben Juan Ryder on Instagram. And you can also check us out on Twitter, also on Superhouse Pod, uh, where we also make uh, comments about the Batman stuff or different Batman news. So check us out there, too. We're actually doing Twitter shit now. Mail mainly Ben is. Um, <laughs> I do the Facebook shit and everything else. They but. do like our opinions on Nisa and Talia lately, it seems. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Um, and then what else? Oh, we got Shasta Army. Please join the Shasta Army on uh, Patreon.com slash Superhouse Podcast. It's the $1 tier to become part of the Shasta Army. And then uh, Kuki Nam, shout out to her. Shout out to Alicia. Shout out to Matt Herring. Um, and we're going to, uh, you know, eat some cookies here in a minute. Please <laughs> check that out on our Instagram. Yep. It'll probably be out before this episode is out. But uh, anyway, yeah. Awesome. Um, I think that's about it. A little bit shorter episode than usual, but that's how it goes. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. All right. This is Andrew signing off. This is Ben signing off.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 